Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Police in New York City found a sheep running loose in Brooklyn. I'm Tony Kornheiser. So you're saying the sheep was on the lamb? Or are you saying there's mutton to see here? Move away. What are you doing? You're making something out of mutton? I see what you're doing. What are you doing? These are all the jokes I've got. Here's what I'm saying. Then the sheep was the only one who could get around the damn traffic in Brooklyn, which is awful. It's awful. Traffic's awful in all big cities, Mike. All big cities. No, Tony, it is, but it's worse. All big cities. In Brooklyn, around that basketball arena, trust me, I've been there. I'd rather walk the Brooklyn Bridge than try to drive across it. Fine, don't go there. Go to the garden. It's better. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Cavs are hot. Clayton Kershaw wants back, and Jeff Saturday joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with a big attraction in Las Vegas tonight. Spoiler alert, it's not the Super Bowl walk-up. It's the Edmonton Oilers trying to tie the all-time NHL record of 17 wins in a row against the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Vegas Golden Knights. Wilbon, do you like Edmonton's chances to tie the record tonight? Not really, Tony. And I like what I'm hearing hearing from the Edmonton camp where coach and players are quoted as saying, hey, you know, this is probably what we needed. I know the coach in particular has talked about his team playing just well enough to eke out some wins before the break, but they weren't playing all that well. And the rest might now give them some strong legs and they can sort of recharge. I love that. I love that, that, that positioning. But, Tony, I've been, you know, I did something. I went to see the opening of a game in Vegas. I didn't even stay for the game. I just wanted to see because he- I've heard about it, and it's a yeah. show. It's, it's, a, it's a show worthy of Las Vegas. It's great. And after that, if you stay for the game, there's a great home ice advantage that, that they have in Las Vegas. And so Edmonton's got to go against that. Look, I'm rooting for Edmonton and Toronto. That's what I do. I root for Edmonton and Toronto. I want to see those two teams face each other in the Stanley Cup final. That's what I want. And I'd love to see this record be taken as well. But, Tony, I don't know. I think that that Vegas has a real advantage emotionally um, and maybe even just tactically going into this game tonight. I should probably not say a word here because I agree with everything that you've said. And I, too, want Edmonton to win. But this has been a really long layoff, Mike. They haven't played hockey in nine days. Edmonton hasn't played in nine days. They are walking into an atmosphere that is particularly hostile. And they're playing a quality team. These are the defending Stanley Cup champions. I want to get a couple of numbers here. That Their home record is 18-5-2. Mike, I think what happens if you, if you have a nine-day layoff, you, you go back to square one. And if you have relatively equal teams and you go back to square one, you have to favor the home team 
particularly with that this record. Home team, again, I would love, this home team, I would love yeah. to see Edmonton win the game. Me too. But I think this is a hard ask. I think this is a hard ask after. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a momentum guy, and there's no yeah. momentum here. You sat out for no. nine days. No, you know? we said that when they went to the break with the break helper hurt, and I thought, no, it eliminates the momentum. It, this is, you know, Tony, this is cool to see the NHL have sort of a marquee event like this. I guess yes, some people sure. will care that it's in Vegas because the Super Bowl's there. I, don't, I just like seeing these two teams play. And in that arena, with that show and the way they set off every home game, that's going to be a cool thing to see tonight. You so realize, no Mike, you realize that Edmonton, Edmonton has five fewer points this year than Vegas. I mean, Vegas yeah, has played yeah, five more right. games. But even with this yeah. winning streak, Vegas is ahead of them. So. And it would be something of an upset still, if Edmonton is to win that game. Well, there were some noteworthy results in the NBA last night, which we'll get to now. The Cavaliers trounced the Kings for Cleveland's sixth straight win, moving the Cavs in the second in the East, Tony, behind Boston. The Clippers moved ahead of the Nuggets in the West with their ninth win in the last 10 games. The Lakers won their third straight in Charlotte to finish their road trip 4-2, and two, and the Warriors beat the Nets with Steve Kerr replacing Klay Thompson with rookie Guy Santos down the stretch. Tom, which result is the most intriguing to you from last night? The most intriguing thing to me is not a result. If you insist that I give you a result, I will say the Lakers, because even though Charlotte is not a particularly good team, they've won three in a row on the road, and two of those teams were the Knicks and the Celtics. But the most noteworthy thing that happened last night to me was that Klay Thompson was not out there in money time. Klay Thompson sat out the last 7 19 of a close game. It's the second time, I believe, in three games that that has happened. And that is a coaching decision, boys and girls. There's no other way to look at it. Clay Thompson is a Hall of Famer. And he has to sit there and watch as somebody named Guy Santos, I believe, from the G League recently, takes his time. That's got to be a bitter pill to swallow. It feels like, Mike, that two roads have diverged here. You know, we haven't seen this with Steph Curry because he recently got 60 and he's shooting almost as well as he has for his entire career. But Thompson is not. Thompson is down to, let me get the numbers correctly, 41.5 from the field, the lowest of his career, and 37.1 from three, the lowest of his career. He's a shooter. If he's not shooting well, what's he doing out there? And the answer is he's not out there. Yeah, Tony, it makes me sad. The most noteworthy thing from last night is, is just what you outlined. And I, I, I admit it, it bothers me. It bothered me to see the postgame with Clay Thompson, great as he is. Great. Clay Thompson's one of the great players of all time. And if you play for some more mediocre team, he'd average 30 because he can do that. Tony, to see him that vulnerable in the postgame locker room was, was tough to watch. I, I know Clay Thompson. I love Klay Thompson. I've loved covering him. I've loved interacting with him. I love his professionalism. He's going through something after all these injuries now with this. He wants a new contract. Who knows what he'll get? It's not, it's not good, Tony. And I know all the great ones go out this way. And Klay Thompson's got yep. tens and tens and tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars out of this career. And he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got four rings. So, okay, we're not going to weep. Right. But I felt That's bad. Right. That's but right. from a basketball standpoint, let me go quickly to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tony, who've had the best defense in the NBA the last two months, a top-five offense during this 14-out-of-15 game run. And, Tony, they got a, a terrific backcourt that 
may propel them to a level that I don't think we saw. We've been concentrating on Milwaukee, who's here in Phoenix behind me tonight. I'm going to see them in person. And we talk about Philly and Embiid's down. Cleveland, we talk about the Knicks, who've been hot too. Cleveland, Tony, Cleveland's got something going on without LeBron James. When have we been able to say that? Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, I should credit specifically. We move now to college football. According to Rich Thompson at the Boston Herald, native Bostonian Bill O'Brien, who just last month took the job as offensive coordinator at Ohio State, is close to leaving that job to become the head coach at Boston College. Wilbon, this raises this question. Is it better to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State or the head coach at BC? Well, if you're native Bostonian, native New England guy, better to have the BC head coaching job. And I know BC is not, it's a power five school. It's not up there with Ohio State going to preferred New Year's Day games and playoff games in the CFP. I I get that. But Boston College is a big time program and particularly in New England. And Bill O'Brien's from there. And Bill O'Brien has built places. He's won at tough places. He won in the NFL in Houston. He went to Penn State after major scandal and was able to put together a winning record there. No, Bill O'Brien knows the landscape of football, all of it, college and pro, and what he wants to do. And why does he need to be an assistant coach at Ohio State when he can run his own deal where he's from? The answer is Boston College. Yeah. It's an interesting question because there are a lot of things at play. One of the things at play to me is if Ohio State loses one more time to Michigan, it's likely to me that Ryan Day will get fired. And I think that Bill O'Brien would be swept out with that. As you say, there's the lure of home. There's the lure of being a head coach. Let me get his record at Penn State. He was 15-9 and right after Jerry Sandusky. That's a tremendous accomplishment. Amazing. He went to Houston in the NFL, and he went to the playoffs four times. He was 52-48 and there. This is a big coup, it seems to me, for Boston College. Is Boston College a good place right now? Is it a preferred landing spot right now? Absolutely not. They haven't won more than seven games since 2009. But if Bill O'Brien goes there and resurrects that program, he can go anywhere or... Because he's 54 now, maybe he says, I want to be, be home for the rest of my life. I'm yes, going to do 15 years at Boston College. Yeah. And, and Mike, there's, in the ACC, there are three schools that I think could be better and should be better than they are. BC, Syracuse, and Pitt. And they obviously are the Big East schools. The ACC is yeah. winnable. It's not the SEC. It's not the Big Ten. It's winnable in two years. Let's take a break. Coming up, is the Niners soft practice field a legitimate issue? We're going to ask Jeff Saturday. We'll also ask him whether he sees the holding that Nick Bosa sees along the Chiefs' offensive line. They hold a lot. Mike, it's the, it's the fork in the road for Clay Thompson. It is. You can't look at it any other way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. It's Super Bowl week. We figured it might be nice to have someone who's actually won one, our great friend Jeff Saturday. Let me consult the notes for the first question here. The 49ers have reportedly felt that their NFL-installed practice field is too soft. Do you see a field that is too soft as a big issue, a little issue, or no issue at all? It's a massive issue. Listen, I tell you, a soft field... That's that is a dangerous field. Anytime that you when you go to step and you feel your foot giving, you got to think all the cuts these guys are making. Uh, it it is not something you want, and you feel like your feet get stuck. Whether you're an offensive lineman, a receiver, a running back, and all of a sudden you're going one direction, your foot stuck in the other. It is a massive deal, and I, I don't know how it all fell apart the way it did, but I can completely understand their frustration because that is that is the worst of all the conditions. That's the worst one you want to hear. Wow. See, Tony, we just got some education uh, yes, from Mr. Sir. Absolutely. I would have thought the opposite, but Doug, good to learn. Right no. now, that's good to, good to hear from Jeff. Um, I got to ask you about Nick Bosa's short-to-the-point description, short-and-to-the-point description of Kansas City's offensive line play, uh, in which he said they <laughs> hold a lot. Jeff, to me, you could accuse any offensive line of that, but – when you look at the Chiefs' line, is that what you see? Well, you know who you can accuse that of? I- anybody who's not going to make an NFL team. Because if you ain't holding, you ain't making an NFL team. So Bosa, <laughs> anybody else have said about it, you, like the great Howard Mudd once said, you got thumbs to grab beep, so you better grab it. So whatever Sunday, <laughs> you better grab jerseys, grab people, because the dude behind you makes a whole lot of money, and you better protect him. So you got to hey, – I, I don't blame him for holding. I ain't mad at him. And I love the defensive linemen. Always want to talk – they hold us all the time. They grab us, pull us, yank us. They run their little pass games. They run linebackers through. They grab us and let a, a blitzer come free. I don't want to hear about it, man. Hey, if you don't get called, it ain't holding. If we ain't cheating, we ain't trying, no excuses, no explanations. Let's go play ball. Speaking of no excuses, <laughs> which may not be, I lo- and I love Howard Mudd. There's always this great Howard Mudd stories. Um, the Chiefs left guard and first team all pro. Joe Tooney's battling that pec injury. And he says yeah. he's taking it day by day. Jeff, I mean, how hard is that to play with? What do you expect? I'm sure you've been through something like that during your long career. Give us, give us a sense of what's going yeah. on there. This is not one you can really kind of push through. You, know, you always hear about, like, guys being hurt or injured. This is an injury, right? Like, this is one that it's such a difficult thing to try to push. So every time as an offensive lineman that you grab a guy by his shoulder pads – it's basically a bench press, or you're trying to pull him to you. But either way, your 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 peck is going to be engaged. When you go to run block a guy and grab him, you're trying to push him off of you or push by him to rip to go get to a linebacker. 
all that is is using your pec. And if it's biting every time you do it or it grabs or it's weak or you feel it, it it's just one of those things that you you can't really overcome. And I, and I appreciate the toughness of Tooney. I think if he can, he will play. But if it's a significant tear, there's just no way to overcome that one. They're just mm. you, you lose power, you lose effectiveness. A guy's going to run you over, and, and the last thing you want to do is, is give a short, you know, give a short uh, um, way to Patrick Mahomes. You don't want that to happen. So yeah, I, I hate it for him, but I just don't see that one going going Tooney's way. It's really something to get the perspective of someone who played the position that you do. I mean, you know, we always talk about receivers and. Quarterbacks, offensive line, this orientation is really wonderful. We'll get you out of here on this. We're five days out. Which way are you leaning now, Jeff? Who do you think is going to win? I'm leaning a little bit towards San Fran, but I'll, I'll, I'll put this with the caveat. If they stick to what they do exceptionally well, if they get into their bigger personnel, right, two tight ends, two backs, or, you know, when, when, with uh, check coming in there, and get physical – get physical and run downhill at the Chiefs. Like the, 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 like the Ravens played right into Kansas City's strengths, right? They six DBs, five DBs, try to throw it around. They're too fast. You're not going to be able to be, you know, sideline to sideline. you got to go run at them. McCaffrey is a much more physical back than people give him credit for. But the problem is, is you got to stay patient and you got to stick to what you do. Too many coaches get thrown off in their game plan. If Mahomes and they get up 10, do you, you know, do you abandon the run game? You can't. Like their, their big plays can come from the run and then big play action after that. Trust that game plan. And that's why I give them a slight, slight edge in this game. Again, it's a pick em for me, but, but uh, that, that's where I am. That's where I'm leaning right now. Thanks as always, Jeff. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate you, fellas. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Clayton Kershaw is not done yet. And did we learn anything meaningful from the Sixers update on Joel Embiid's knee injury? Eh, eh, it's not about learning. It's about recovery. I really like We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 22nd birthday tomorrow, Shador Sanders, Dion's quarterback son, to differentiate Shador from Shiloh, Dion's safety son. Shador is staying at Colorado and playing for his father one more year instead of entering the NFL draft. Shador was a sensation early last season when Colorado was a sensation. In Colorado's 3-0 start, Sanders had 10 touchdown passes, one interception, completed 78% of his passes for 1,251 yards. 
He finished the season with 27 touchdowns and three interceptions and also sustained a broken back. Sanders hooked up with Caleb Williams in a game that USC won 48-41. Sanders went 30 for 45, 371 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. Williams went 30 for 40, 403 yards, six touchdowns and an interception. Wow. Yeah, Tony, that that was an amazing game, which I got to see at least the second half of. But Shador Sanders, look, this is a top-heavy draft for quarterbacks. He can go back, get better, play for his dad, get into a draft. It can't be this top-heavy with quarterbacks next year. It just seems like a good decision all the way around. I can't wait to watch him. I'm glad we're going to start the season. Unlike college men's basketball, we don't know anybody we're going to know Shador Sanders when the NFL, when the college football season starts in September. Not so happy anniversary, Andy Reid. On this day, 19 years ago, the Patriots became the second NFL team to win three Super Bowls in four years by beating Reid and the Eagles in Reid's only trip to the Super Bowl with Philadelphia. The Eagles got their revenge on the Patriots in 2018, but Reid had to wait for his Super Bowl ring as a head coach until 2020 with the Chiefs. This Sunday, Reed has the chance to become just the fifth coach ever to win three Super Bowls. He would join Bill Belichick with six, Chuck Knoll with four, and Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs with three. Belichick appeared in nine Super Bowls. Don Shula's been to six. Reed now joins Tom Landry for third all-time in Super Bowl appearances with five. Out of all those coaches you just mentioned, is Reed the only one to do commercials? You like reading the State Farm commercials? Ah, you know... I don't know. I, I like Andy Reid. And, you know, he's got that little smile, that little curled up lip when he's smiling on a State Farm commercial. But those other guys, none of them did commercials, did they? No Gibbs, no Shula, no Landry. I, it's a long time ago. Belichick. I don't remember. It's a long time ago. I like right. reading commercials. I do. Okay. Happy trails to Bobby Witt Jr. leaving Kansas City anytime soon. The 23-year-old rising star shortstop signed an 11-year deal to stay in Kansas City for $288.8 million, a huge contract for someone so young. The contract includes opt-outs for Witt after the seventh year and beyond and allows Kansas City to extend it for three more years and $89 million more. Witt hit 276 last year, 30 home runs, 49 stolen bases, and you're forgiven if all this reminds you of Fernando Tatis Jr. signing with the Padres. Witt, whose father was a major league pitcher for 16 seasons, was the number two draft pick in 2019. He's already beloved in Kansas City where he plays for manager Matt Quattraro and for ambitious owner John Sherman. Well, it certainly seems like Witt would be around to play in the new stadium in Kansas City if that thing is built. They're talking about moving downtown, Tony, moving out of that complex with Arrowhead. That's kind of weird because Kauffman Stadium is beautiful. Quick to the big finish, if we could. Let's Joel Embiid had a left meniscus procedure today. Will be reevaluated in four weeks. Your thoughts? Tony, the absence is going to be a whole lot longer than four weeks. People need to be practical about this. The Dodgers reached agreement with Clayton Kershaw to return. Is that a big deal? Yeah, he'll be out for the first half of the year after surgery. But he's, he's an all-timer. He's there with Koufax and Drysdale. Dartmouth's basketball team won the right to unionize. Is that significant? Yeah, Dartmouth will reportedly appeal the ruling. Yes, it's significant. This is the, the new way, the direction of college sports. And it's undeniable. And it would assist the Northwestern's kids years ago. The Eagles will open their season in Brazil the day after the NFL's Thursday night season opener. You like that? It's fine. They're trying to 
market their product around the world. I agree with it. Last one, Bucks and Suns tonight. Who you got? Ooh, Tony, Duncan was one in three trying to improve that market. The Bucks head coach. The Suns need to get moving. I got a seat. That's what I got. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Happy birthday, Ron Giovanni. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app.